Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. fan of wild finishes and fun nights when it comes to sports in multiple areas of the sports world. Last night was the night for you. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a fantastic start to your Friday. Of course, the NFL season started last night and absolutely wonderful. Start to the season for the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, but baseball certainly was filled with its own wild finishes when it came to the Braves and the teams that they are facing off against in the NL East. Of course, you can find the Daily Chop, the Talking Pot, the Talking Chop podcast, as well as the Road to Atlanta podcast, all at talkingchop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So obviously Wednesday night was a disappointing night for the Braves. The, the Mets and Phillies all lost. The, the, the Mets and Phillies both lost on Wednesday night, and it was a great opportunity with the Nats starter being ejected early. It was a great opportunity for the Braves to expand their lead in the NL East, but the offense just could not get it done. A bit of bullpen blunders as well, and so it was a disappointing night. Well, coming into Thursday, the Braves still had to feel confident with Waskar Yanoa on the mound for the ability to get a series win against the Nationals and start the home standoff in good shape. But the game got off to a bit of a rocky start once again. The Braves got down 2 to nothing early, but that was just the beginning of a wild game. For one, Stephen Vogt actually was the star of the game, at least early, as he hit two home runs last night. He absolutely had been radio silent at the plate over the past six or so weeks, basically since the start of August, but his but a night for him to break out offensively could not have come at a better time. Two home runs, and that eventually made the score three to two. But that's when the scoring started going back and forth. The Nationals tied it at three. Jorge Soler hit a home run to make it four to three. The Nationals tied it, but in the seventh inning, the story was getting out of jams. Tyler Matzik was able to prevent the the um, Nationals from scoring any more runs despite having runners on second and third with only one out. But Mason Thompson in the bottom of the seventh inning did the same thing, working out of a bases-loaded, nobody-out jam against the Braves without scoring a run. So we go into the top of the eighth inning. Richard Rodriguez comes in, gives up a home one to Luis Garcia to make the score 5-4. to four. But then here comes Freddie Freeman. And Adam Duvall, it was like they were honoring Oprah. You get a home run, you get a home run, you get a home run. And all of a sudden, we see the score 6-5 to five for the Braves with Will Smith coming in the ninth. And then, unfortunately, the roller coaster shows back up again. A leadoff triple, an eventual run. You got the score tied 6-6. Six to six. And after the Braves went quiet in the bottom of the ninth, 
They were able to keep the Nationals quiet in the top of the 10th. Jock Peterson finally ended the game with a walk-off hit in the bottom of the night. Yes, there were plenty of concerns. Obviously, though it's great the Braves hit five home runs, it actually, last night, was only the eighth time since 1901 that the Braves hit five or more home runs in a game while collecting less than 10 hits. They're actually 8-0 in those games, but it actually was a pretty rare night, but it did end on a good note. Yes, the Braves were were power-reliant last night once again, but it wound up making all the difference in the world because the bullpen did struggle. Luke Jackson, Rich Rodriguez, Will Smith once again. It is starting to be a bit concerning that several several members of the Braves' bullpen are struggling at the same time. But one bright spot, the player that the Braves brought back to the majors once Chris Martin went on the I.L., Jacob Webb, in a probably the biggest moment that he's pitched in this season, threw a scoreless top of the 10th inning, earning the win, being able to put the Braves in a position to win the game. He certainly has shined so far, and perhaps he continues to take on a bigger role as other pitchers are struggling. But enough can be said besides the power being on display. Stephen Vogt hitting two home runs, Jorge Soler and Adam Duvall, along with Freddie Freeman, once again, Jock Peterson, once again, all the trade deadline acquisitions, at least offensively, shining on the same night. Enough cannot be said, though, about Jorge Soler working a walk in the bottom of the 10th inning, and then Austin Riley, after, I believe, a 10-pitch at bat, though he was hit on the final pitch, working his way back to reach base despite being down 0-2. That shows that despite, the yes, the Braves' power was on display once again, but it was combined with them showing patience. They were able to create a scoring opportunity through being patient at the plate, and Jock Peterson wound up making the most of the opportunity. But the even better news is that a few wild finishes happened elsewhere in both the Mets and Phillies games, and in those cases, the Mets and Phillies lost. So entering today with the Marlins in town, the Braves now have a three-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies and a five-game lead over the Mets. Yes, it was a wild and crazy night. Maybe not the most ideal way to get to a desired end But it certainly did work out in the end as the Braves not only got a series win against the Nationals, but also expanded their lead in the NL East. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 
certainly was a wild and crazy night for the Braves on the field last night against the Washington Nationals that fortunately resulted in a victory, another series win for Atlanta, and seeing their NL East lead expand. It also was a pretty significant day for the Braves off the field as well. Atlanta received significant updates on multiple fronts concerning two of the biggest storylines that will be facing Atlanta, not only for the rest of this season, but certainly this upcoming offseason as well. The first had to deal with Marcelo Zuna, who appeared in court yesterday morning as a result of the incident that occurred with him in late May. The result of yesterday's court date was a negotiated resolution that basically laid out a six-month plan, where if Marcelo Zuna does, does all that is required of him, if he checks the boxes for the plan that's laid out for him, it could result in the charges from the incident from late May being dropped. Now, while Marcelo Zuna, and, and while it's certainly everyone has a better understanding on the legal side of things when it comes to Ozuna moving forward, there's still plenty to sort out when it comes to MLB's investigation of the Ozuna incident, as well as Ozuna's future with the Braves. All that will be sorted out in time. And of course, for the latest on that, make sure to stick with Talking Chop. Chris Willis provided great detail of that yesterday. There's a piece over at Talking Chop. Make sure you read that, as well as plenty of other new sources who did a great job providing updates from Ozuna's court appearance. On a much more positive front, there was also an update on the continued contract negotiation, on the continued contract extension talks between Freddie Freeman and the Braves. Now, there remains, according to John Heyman, there remains a gap in terms of the dollars and years that will define the extension if it's agreed to. However, both sides clearly want a deal to get done. Freddie Freeman has mentioned it multiple times on his end. The Braves have made it clear they want to keep Freeman in Atlanta for as long as possible. So while a deal likely will not be done during the season, and a gap still has to be ironed out over time, and yes, Freddie Freeman will enter this offseason technically as a free agent, there certainly seems to remain plenty of positivity that a deal will eventually get done. And yes, if there is logic in anyone being a bit cautious of making a big investment into a first baseman during his mid-30s, but it's also hard to deny that Freddie Freeman has certainly earned the right for a, a big investment to be made in him with how productive he's been since the start of the 2019 season, going through the best stretch of production in his career that also obviously includes his MVP performance in 2020. So at the end of the day, while there still is work to be done, it certainly seems as if there is plenty of reason to remain positive that Freddie Freeman will be in a Braves uniform for the foreseeable future. While all of the while there are plenty of things to be ironed out as time goes on for the Braves and a few of their players, one thing that certainly is exciting is tonight's game when it comes to the Marlins coming to town. Marlins coming to town visiting Truist Park. It's going to be an exciting pitching matchup. Taylor Rogers for the Marlins, Ian Anderson for the Braves. Both pitchers seem to clearly be in the running for NL Rookie of the Year before they ran into injury issues in the second half of the season. Taylor Rogers has only made one start for the Marlins since coming back from the IL on their end. Ian Anderson will make his third start of the second half of the season after running into a bit of shoulder trouble at the All-Star Game. It'll certainly be a sight to see 
hopefully one that will allow for both young pitchers to be on their A games, but also will result in a win for Anderson in the Braves. Make sure you check out the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast at TalkingChop.com, as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. Listen, subscribe, leave us reviews. Make sure you let us know what content you want to be talked about. We always want to make sure we're providing the best content for our listeners. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next week, hope you have a great weekend. Go Braves, and we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. having runners on second and third. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.